Welcome back to Sacred Space 102, a Come and See Inspirations production for West Limerick 102. My name is Shane Ambrose, and I'm delighted to welcome you back to the programme this morning. And as John said at the top of the programme, we are delighted to welcome Father Jerry Clark to the programme this morning. Good morning, Father Jerry. How are things? Great, thanks, Shane. Nice to be aboard. So, Father Jerry, you are the parish priest of Gardner Street Church in Dublin, which many, or some of our listeners will know, of course, is a is, a, is the Jesuit Church on Gardner Street. So, That's right. Yeah, and this morning we are delighted to have you on the programme because you're going to tell us all about a thing called the Ignatius 500 year. So what is the Ignatius 500 year? Well, Ignatius 500 celebrates 500 years since a moment on the battlements of Pamplona in Spain. So on the 21st of May, if I'm not mistaken, a certain man was struck by a cannonball uh, during the, on the 20th of May during the siege of Pamplona by a French army. And you're talking 1521. Mm-hmm. And this man was determined to defend the uh, town against the invaders. Everybody else wanted to, res- uh, to cave in because they could see that the army, uh, their forces were far inferior to the French forces. But Ignatius of Loyola, this, uh, what would you call it, knight, this uh, glorious soldier wannabe, stands on the battlements, refuses to give in, everybody holds out, then he's struck by a cannonball, probably a ricochet, and his legs are smashed, and at that moment, the castle falls, and Ignatius's journey of conversion begins. So, uh, so it, the, the, it's 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 commemorating basically his, I suppose his COVID moment, if you like. <laughs> it's, it's another way. It's another way of looking at it, where we he was he was forced to stop in his tracks and to to assess things. Absolutely. I mean, he had these great dreams as mm-hmm. a young man and. Like any young man, like any person, he had great dreams for his life. Um, And one of them was to sign up to in the service of some great lord. Uh, It was a very chivalrous vision he had uh, back in the 1500s. And so, uh, as I say, he he stood out against everybody's best judgment. And when he was struck they decided, right, that's the end of it. But the point was that for him, it began a journey of self-reflection, which ended in his foundation of the Society of Jesus or the Jesuits. And that has become, over the centuries, one of uh, the most influential religious orders in the history of the church since the Reformation. People call it the, you know, that it it started or fed the counter-Reformation don't think that's entirely fair. It's, it, they just weren't against. They were also against rediscovering and valuing the Catholic tradition in the church. Um, and it all began when Ignatius was knocked down. There, we, we say there are three stages to this um, conversion moment. It began on the battlements of Pamplona. Mm-hmm. And then he was carried home to his, what would you call it, manor house in the town of Loyola in northern Spain, in what is now the Basque country, and it was then, he was a Basque, and he spent a year there recuperating. 
Now, they didn't have the uh, skill or the know-how that we have now. You know, you can go into oxygen chambers to get yourself healed quicker now. In fact, they broke and rebroke his leg to reset it. Uh, it wasn't just for medical reasons, it was for aesthetic reasons, because the style at the time was to wear um, what people wear now, leotards, and a, uh, yeah, they're called hosiery or something. And uh, the bone was jutting out, and he was such a vain man, even at this stage, that he didn't want it to be seen. So he said, reset that. And before anesthetic, before anything like that, he, uh, he had it reset twice. So that was Loyola. But something began to happen to him as he, uh, as he lay in bed. And I'll get in, go into that in a moment. But the third stage of his conversion really was when he was made well again and he walked to Manresa, which was a town, it is a city now, uh, on the banks of the Cardenaire River in northern Spain. And there... Uh, he reorientated his life. Um, there are three stages, we say. There's devastation, uh, recuperation, and reorientation. So Pamplona, Loyola, Manresa. So, oh, sorry, say, say that again, Father Jerry. There was devastation. There was devastation. So any moment in your life, my life, and Ignatius's life, which stops you in your tracks, in your dreams devastation then recuperation so you go home you go somewhere where you're loved where you're cared for where you're valued and where you can heal so devastation recuperation so this happened at Loyola the recuperation and then when you get on your feet another part of conversion is reorientation you know there's no conversion without mission uh, you seem to, as in Ignatius's case, he was reoriented, reorientated in a different direction. And it led him to, he, he fixed on this ideal of going to Jerusalem and walking in the very footsteps of the Lord. He fixed this ideal. Now that changed, circumstances changed that. But he ended up in Rome, founding the Society of Jesus, uh, he had to go back to school. He had to go back to studies because although he was a nobleman, he had poor enough education and he had to go and sit down with schoolboys in Spain and learn Latin and learn his catechism again and all of that. So that's what we're saying. Just in any conversion experience, there's going to be, there's going to be some level of devastation, some, some breaks to stop you in your life, in your tracks then you get an opportunity to recuperate, to reflect on that, and then reorientate your life. Have I said it too many times? <laughs> no, I don't think you have. I think it gets the point across for everyone. And you know what they say for the, low, the, the slow listeners at the back of the class, you need to say it three times. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of, I suppose, so, so just to say, I suppose, from, from the point of view to the, the if you like, Jesuit family, you mm. guys are, are marking this particular year and kind of posting out kind of as, a, as a, a moment for reflection. I presume it's obviously a reflection for yourselves as, as, as Jesuits, but also you're giving it as, a, as, a, as an example for the wider faith community? Yeah, well, it's primarily for 
followers of St. Ignatius. So that would be Jesuits and our lay companions and partners in mission. Um, we're all being called to a self-examination and to a reconversion. Do you know, to, to deepening this thing, to, to getting again in touch with the roots of our calling and why we're doing what we're doing. We get distracted uh, by life, by events, by whatever. And this is calling us back to that. So, yeah, it's for Jesuits all around the world. And we have a series of little programs in different provinces. Every country or region is called a province. And then also we're inviting and we are partnering, our partners in mission in this call. Father General Arturo Sosa, who's a Venezuelan uh, Jesuit in Rome, of course, now, um, really wants to include uh, lay people in our mission. It's one of our priorities going forward for the next 10 years. Um, and it's, it's a work which is already in progress, but it's an invitation to rediscovering, touching on our call as, con as Christians, the basic baptismal gift and grace. And get mm. in touch with that. And I suppose for Jesuits and for lay partners and people inspired by St. Ignatius, we have that special what way of finding God um, and it was discovered by Ignatius's self-attention in Loyola he began to notice uh, what he called the spirits at work inside him um, I mean it, it's not strange to any of us you know he was sitting on his bed and he developed these they didn't have any books that he wanted he was looking for novels he used to love reading novels. I, I confess I love adventure stories myself. I'm always reading about the sea or whatever. Um, but they didn't have any in his house in Loyola. But they gave him some holy writings, some pious writings. And he was reluctant, but he took them up. And he noticed that as he read these spiritual books, you might say spiritual reading, he felt encouraged and what? optimistic. He saw a new life growing within him. But when he fantasized about all of his, uh, what, his romantic exploits, it, you know, he had this particular fantasy about, uh, she seems to be in a princess, way above his station. And he says this in his autobiography, a book that he dictated to Jesuits later in his life. He says that he had these fantasies about running away with this gorgeous princess, which was impossible. And he noticed that those fantasies left him frustrated, uh, whereas the other ones would leave him what he calls consoled. And that was the beginning of one of his psychological discoveries in the 1500s, that God is at work with us, no matter whether we're consoled or, as we might say, in desolation. You know, in other words, if the enemy of the human spirit is at work in us. God is also equally at work, but trying to get through. And it, it's a question of noticing the signs. And this is what Ignatius noticed in, uh, as he lay on his bed. He noticed some dreams consoled him and others frustrated him. And then he said, well, I, he's going to change. Um, and his brother and his family noticed an interior change in him. He says this, they noticed this in him, that there was a new peace and a new direction beginning to form in his life and they did their utmost to persuade him to stay at home because he had a future military uh, what they had property and everything but no he wanted to become a pilgrim and that he then starts out Pamplona 
Loyola, the bed in Loyola, and then he starts out as a pilgrim going to Manresa. Yeah. And in terms of, I suppose, things, if, if people were, were, were curious or wanted to get involved or to, 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 to kind of explore this particular year with the, with the Jesuits, uh, Jerry, Father Jerry, um, I suppose, where would you, where would you direct them? I, I'm just noticing the, 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 the global website or Jesuits.org as a couple of things that people can sign up for. But before we get to the global level, what are we, what are, what is, what are the Jesuits in Ireland? What way are ye engaging with this particular moment of reflection uh, for this, this particular year? Well, we started with a launch uh, mass, obviously under the restricted circumstances, but we put on the altar a cannonball. An actual cannonball? An actual cannonball. Now, it's not the cannonball, Shane. It's not mm-hmm. the cannonball, but it is a cannonball. It weighs about 25 kilograms and lifting it onto the altar with something else. Uh, the new Archbishop of Dublin launched uh, the, the, the year with a beautiful homily and reflection. Um, but he was impressed by this cannonball because, uh, yeah, that, that's the theme of the year. So what are we doing? Well, for instance, in our schools, we will have different activities. I know uh, one or two of our schools have decided to get to commission a bench. And on the bench will be a figure of St. Ignatius. So you get to sit beside St. Ignatius' uh, statue version um, in some of our schools. Um, What else have we tried? There will be uh, pilgrimages and walks. I'm hoping to go to the Holy Land next year. Uh, We were planning that for this year, but given the situation, we had to postpone. St. Ignatius really wanted to go to the Holy Land. It was part of his thing, as I mentioned earlier, to actually walk in the footsteps of the Lord. And that's what we'd love to do as well. Um, what other things are happening? Uh, gosh, um, well, for instance, it's, it, to begin with the Jesuits, for instance, the an Irish Jesuit by the name of Brian O'Leary has brought out a book called Unlocking a Treasure. And it's a book about the Jesuit constitutions. Now, you're probably wondering what the Jesuit constitutions are. Well, Ignatius, after all of his travels and everything, ended up in Rome and wrote what they now say is, what do they call a wisdom document called the constitutions, which governs me and our living as Jesuits and has done for the last, what, when he wrote it in the 1500s. There have Mm -hmm. been a few editions and whatever. Uh, but that's one activity for Jesuits. That's, we're going to have a book club for that. Now, unfortunately, that's for those who've made their vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience in the Society of Jesus. So not everybody's invited to that. Not everyone's invited to that one. I notice as well that uh, Patrick Corkery has a book out uh, with Messenger Publications called St. Ignatius of Viola, A Convert's Story, uh, which is which has been published, uh, been promoted, of course, by Messenger Publications. Yeah, Patrick is a young Jesuit. He's what we call a scholastic. He's from uh, North Cork. And Patrick has produced a lovely little... Uh, he's an historian, so he's gone into some details that I never... I never knew about the, the tights, for instance. I know that's a bit... Uh, whatever. I never knew about that. But anyway, he explained that and how Ignatius didn't want his wound to show through those. Um, and there are lovely reflection questions at the end, which kind of get you thinking about your own life. It's a small little booklet, uh, messenger, as you say, available, should be available in uh, 
religious bookshops especially, but messenger publications would be delighted. One place where you can find out what's happening is on the Jesuit website, which is jesuit.ie, J-E-S-U-I-T dot I-E. And there's a little tab at the top, which is being populated bit by bit, where kind of things have been slow to start given the situation, but we're getting there. I should I should add, Shane, also, um, in this day and age, Jesuits, we need to look at ourselves. I don't know if you were listening to uh, Joe Duffy or anything like that, but there was nearly a whole week given to the unfortunate and sad circumstances of uh, a Jesuit priest who was an abuser in one of our schools uh, decades ago. And Father Maloney, our provincial, has invited us to enter a process now of self-examination with a view to seeking real and deep conversion to help victims of abuse. Now, Sunday morning, probably not too mad to hear about that, but it's unfortunately part of the legacy, and we, to go forward, have to honour that, honour victims, and uh, do the right thing. So that's part of our conversion call this year. Okay. Just, uh, just other things, just as well, uh, if people are interested. So Jesuit.ie is obviously the, the Irish website for, for the Jesuits. And there's a couple of, just to, just to say to people already, there's a couple of lovely, what they're calling cannonball moments um, <laughs> with different people uh, explaining their experiences of accounting the divine and those moments of devastation, recuperation and reorientation. Uh, they're, 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 actually, there's some lovely pieces in there as well. Also, just to say, on Jesuit.org, um, there's also a couple of other things that have been done at the more global level, including if people want to get involved, you can sign up for weekly reflections. Also, linking back to a program we had a couple of weeks ago with Jane Mellis from Trokra, you, there's a Laudato C action thing. Um, do one last thing, Father Jerry, just while we have you, and it is obviously people may have heard about Father Stan Swamy. Mm. Yeah. So just if for those, just, you might just explain to people uh, what happened there. Very, very sad story in some respects. Yeah. Stan was arrested because of his stand for the, uh, the untouchables in India, uh, who are part of the, well, a, a major caste who really suffer in Indian society because of the culture there. He was imprisoned and he was ill and he didn't receive the care he should have got in prison and he died. So it's a major matter of injustice and Father General Arturo Sosa is asking us to pray and remember him. It just, it's, uh, it's, as you said, it's, it's a matter of injustice and of course highlighting you know, one of the injustices in the world, particularly at the moment and particularly the issue of... Um, He's been called a martyr of justice, and of course, particularly the issue for the Dalits or the, the untouchables in, in India is of particular concern, as many of them are are, are Christian actually as well. So, um, so that's in terms of just introducing the Ignatian year, the Ignatian 500 year to our listeners this morning. Father Derek Clark, thank you very much for joining us on the program to that. And um, so, John, just to close out this section of the program. Now we have we have a piece of music um, that Father Jerry suggested we take a look at. And Shane decided to pick on this one. A beautiful piece of music, Shane. It's entitled Only in God. And it's by the St. Louis Jesuit. So let's listen to this and come back and join us again in part three, where we read and reflect on the Word of God. Only in God. 
trust in Him at all times, O oh, people, and pour out your hearts. God Himself is a refuge for us and a stronghold for our Oh 